we only, we only have a little bit, uh, so I'm just going to keep the kids in. And I'm, I'm not going to speak for too long. But I do want to, I want to, I just want to keep with the theme here of, of racial reconciliation. Turn to Ephesians 2, because I'm going to go there at some point. And I just want to say a couple things. Um, one, regarding this issue, don't be fooled into thinking that this is a flesh and blood issue. All right, it is a spiritual issue. And this is spiritual warfare. Um, Satan is loving all the chaos, the confusion, and the killing. That is his way. And there is a strong uh, spiritual element here. And um, here's the challenge. Here's the problem. If you try to listen uh, to what people are saying, if you try to listen really to what black people are saying, you have to listen carefully. And what is happening is something like this happens and a black man is killed, two black men killed, um, in many people's minds unjustly. And so the black community, they get upset. Rightfully so. But what does the white community do? And I, I have to speak in generalities here because I realize you know, each person has their own thoughts. But um, the white community, we get upset at the black community for being overly upset and rushing to conclusions. And then all of a sudden, the black community gets upset with us for not being upset enough. And so, so, so we're doing this thing. And the very thing, really, we should be working towards, we're, we're actually working in opposite directions. And um, look, the, these issues aren't easy. And, and it doesn't help us as white people uh, when you have 150, 200 years of, of slavery uh, in our history that has not been gone long for, for many people in their minds, we have to be sensitive because the, the white people, we've been the ones in power. It's true. And so when they hear us say, um, hold on, uh, let us get the facts, let us figure out what happened, they feel like we're not listening to them and we're not entering into their hurt with them. And if you have ministered to people who have been hurting Sometimes, and I'm not even saying in this particular situation, but sometimes um, their thinking might not be exactly logical. But you don't, when, when you're ministering to someone who's hurting, if someone has had someone die in their family or something like that, you, you don't um, stop, stop, and you're not thinking about this logically, and let me help you. I mean, what do you do? You listen, and you mourn with those who mourn. And so when we throw up our hand, because that's what the black community is seeing, they don't see us mourning with them. They don't. And they don't see us listening with them. Listen, James 1, 19 says, be quick to listen. And on this issue, for the white community, that's what we need to do. Is there a time for dialogue? Yes. But it is, it is, it is down the road. Because they need us to mourn with them. Are you hearing me? They need us to mourn with them. They need us to listen to whatever they have to say. Have you ever been in um, a really tough conversation with someone, you know, and it's just, it's, it's not pretty? Okay, I've been in those conversations a whole lot as a pastor. And a lot of times you, you have to take things that people are throwing at you, and you might not agree with half of what's being said, or 75%, or 30%, or whatever. 
but you're trying to accomplish something. You're working towards a goal of peace and reconciliation. So you, you filter that stuff and you let a lot of that stuff go by without ever addressing it. Why? Because we're supposed to be agents of peace. And if you start dissecting each and everything, peace will not be attainable. And listen, um, the issues of race, I mean, really go back uh, thousands of years. And it is nothing new. And it is nothing new that, that Paul uh, himself didn't have to deal with. Uh, the Jews dealt with it. The Gentiles dealt with it. Are you in Ephesians 2? I mean, this is what Paul is dealing with. Starting in verse 11, this is what he says. Therefore, remember that at one time, you Gentiles in the flesh... Okay, so notice what he says. You Gentiles, he is distinguishing himself, obviously, because he's a Jew, but I want you to see it. That at one time, you Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenants of promise. Why is he distinguishing that? Because the Jews weren't alienated. They were the commonwealth. They weren't strangers to the covenants of promise. They were and had the covenants of promise. So he's, he's pointing that distinction out. Having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have brought, been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one. Made us. What is he saying? The Jews, him, the Gentiles, the church he's writing to, Ephesus, right? He has made us both. The two are one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two So, making peace. Making peace. So, if this peace is going to happen, it's going to come from the church. And, look, if if it's not the loudest voice that's going to win any argument, it's not the one that goes the longest, okay, right now, the victor is Satan when it comes to this issue. And the church should be setting the example, and we've failed in many ways. So when we're having this spirit of lament, it's, it's totally appropriate. And it is easy for us, it is easy for us as a white community to just, if, if it, we just don't know what to do with it, so we kind of step back from it. And we put up some type of wall because we don't really know how to process it. Maybe we don't want to go there. I don't know. Each person, I understand, is a little bit different. Um, But we are to be the agents of reconciliation. And if we can't do that with our own church and in our own community, then, then something's wrong with us. Because the gospel can accomplish it. It says it will. It says it will bring peace and reconciliation. If it can do that with the Jews and Gentiles, many of whom hated each other, it can do it with us. It really can. But we have to be willing to go down that road. And it's not a fun or pretty road. 
And I understand that many of us, maybe all of us, would say, well, I'm not racist, so it's really, I mean, well, that's great, that's good. That's a good place to start. Um, But we're not many things, but that doesn't mean we don't seek truth and justice and righteousness in those areas. All right? Um, Just because I haven't gotten um, a divorce doesn't mean I can't speak to the truth of marriage or committed adultery doesn't mean I can't speak to the truth of that or stand for that issue or even regarding the issue of abortion or a whole list of things. Just because I'm not guilty of something can't mean I can't be, be an agent of truth into that situation. And that's true with this situation as well. Um, we can't let this be divisive in the church because that would be self-defeating. Do you see what I'm saying? If we're going to let it divide brothers and sisters in Christ, that's the very thing that Satan wants. It would be self-defeating when we're trying to accomplish reconciliation uh, to be torn down and tear down those around us on this particular issue. Listen, if the church can't accomplish it, then there's no hope. Okay, Um, Unbelievers can try, and they can make some inroads, but the church has what the unbelieving world doesn't have, and that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is to be able to bring peace. We are the ambassadors that are supposed to go with this message of hope to this hurting world. That's what we need to do. Listen, uh, just a few weeks ago, I preached on people being made in the image of God. And it doesn't matter uh, what a person has or hasn't done. Okay? It does not remove the fact that they're made in the image of God. So, uh, guilty or not guilty, criminal or not criminal, these men who died were made in the image of God. It is a tragedy that they are dead. That is a tragedy. They are made in the image of God, and that image was snuffed out. And we should mourn that. So they have value simply because they're made in God's image. And Philando and Alton, these Dallas police officers, the St. Louis police officer fighting for his life, these are real people with real families, with real children, with real spouses. And I understand these aren't easy issues. But it doesn't give us a license to ignore the issues. So we have to walk with much wisdom. It is a spiritual battle. It is spiritual warfare. But that's what the church has been trained to do. We can do what the world can't. We can fight spiritually. And that's what we must do. Okay, so if we want to see progress, it's going to start with the church. It is a spiritual issue. We have real-life examples right in front of us of the spiritual warfare going on. So if we're in war, let's be prepared. Let's be prepared. Paul starts, and I hope you've been reading, and I encourage you to continue reading in Ephesians 6, because he tells us how to go to war. And he tells us what our war is against. It's not flesh and blood. It is not flesh and blood. This is not a flesh and blood issue. It is a spiritual issue. And we're going to have to take down some strongholds. We're going to have to take down some principalities and authorities and powers. We have the weapons. Defensively and offensively, we've been given the weapons. So we have to fight. Um, How? 
in the strength of the Lord. He says he strengthens us to go to battle. So we go, and we fight, and we deal with this issue head-on to the best of our ability. We walk in wisdom and discernment, and we listen. We listen. Okay? When, when one side is saying they're seeing things completely different than the other side, you at least have to try to pause and, and, and for a moment at least, try to put yourself in their shoes. That's hard to do on any issue with anything, much more so with an issue as complicated and challenging as, ra- as racism and racial reconciliation. But we need to try to understand where the black community is coming from, else we will not be able to make progress. We just won't. We have to listen. So I encourage you to do that with your um, black friends, to listen to what they have to say, to seek them out if they're willing to talk. Maybe they're not ready. I don't know. But listen and try to understand where they're coming at on this issue. Okay? Don't speak to give an answer. That's not the time for it, honestly. This is not the time for it. Um, Seek to be sympathetic and to mourn with those who mourn and to comfort those who need comforting. That's the place where we're at right now. The issue is, is very real and near for them. I hope it is for us. And the time, any husband who's been married more than a couple days knows that when he's ministering to his wife, um, logic is really not always the best place to turn first. Okay? Seriously. She's not looking for an exposition of how to fix things. She wants a sympathetic ear. All right? She wants a shoulder to cry on. That's what we need to be. We need to be that sympathetic ear. You know, um, we don't have to agree with everything. We can still listen. If you listen, it doesn't mean you agree. But you know what? Be open to what they have to share. Be that sympathetic ear. Be the shoulder, if necessary, to cry on. But let's seek to minister, okay? It's easy for us. We're in St. Charles County, and, you know, the black population is, I don't know, probably 6, 8, maybe 10% or something like that, maybe less. So it's not like we have a great integration in our particular county here. One out of six, one out of seven, one out of eight, whatever it is, um, is going to be a black person. But the ones that we are intermingling with on a regular basis, let's seek to love them. Let's seek to minister to them. Let's seek to walk a mile in their shoes. Um, because what I'm seeing from some of us is, is, is not what I think the Lord would have us to do. Because we're not doing those things. All right, let's have the heart of Christ. His heart is for reconciliation. That's a biblical concept. So whenever you're talking about racial reconciliation, you're really talking about a biblical concept. And true reconciliation, really true unity, but true reconciliation is really only possible through Christ. Now, that's available for unbelievers. 
right, on a surface level, but we can have and bring something that the unbelieving world can't. And we have the Spirit of God to do this with. And He is living in each side of one of you. So let's walk in wisdom in this particular situation. Now is our opportunity. All right? Now is our time to do this. So let's be wise as serpents. Let's be innocent as doves. Are you guys with me on this? All right. Let's pray. Lord, we uh, confess our ignorance on this issue in many areas, in many ways, God. We pray for your imparting knowledge, Lord, how to love our brother, how to love our neighbor, uh, the way you want us to, God, to love the person who is not of the same skin as us, God, and help us not to point a finger, God. Help us not to walk in willful ignorance. And Lord, you, you stepped towards the hurt and the pain. Lord, help us to be willing to do that too. And um, God, we don't have all the answers and, and we're not even trying to necessarily come up with all the right answers, God. We, we want to be used by you in whatever way you see fit to minister your grace, to take a stand, God, as Paul talks about here in Ephesians, um, to stand, God. And we want to stand. We want to stand with you. We want to stand for righteousness. We want to stand for mercy. We want to stand for love. We want to stand for justice, God. So we ask, Lord, that we would do so by your side. Show us ways to do that real Practical ways, God, that we can walk in it. Shower us, Lord, with your mercy. We love you. Amen.